Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. We're going to do well, you had a topic to discuss, which is how to work remotely, how to run a remote team. We're doing that way. How okay. to use a remote control car. <laughs> that, that's not that. It is. So basically, th- this is a fun fact behind the scenes, which may shock some of you because of the witty repartee that we constantly have together. But me and Johnny and Yusuf, I've only met Johnny and Yusuf once in the real world. We have worked. Offline. Offline, oh yes. That implies that in the in the non-real world, we've met more than once. I well, I I, I guess so. I well, that's true. Almost theoretically, that's. If possible. this is if this is not real, then yeah. A simulation. Yeah. No. So yeah, in in person, I have only met them once in my lifetime, and we worked together for three years, and then full time. We're coming up on my little full time birthday with with propane. <laughs> Full time birthday. Little, little party hat. What have you got planned? <laughs> it's all a simulation, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't Whether I have anything planned or wow, not. Wow, wow. Yeah. God, Becca must love you. <laughs> God. Oh, no, did, did you plan anything for a birthday? It's all a simulation, love. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, know it's, I know it's your birthday, but you know, we're all going to die, so it is why, a why celebrate? It is, it's just the, the mortal clock ticking over. Exactly. One day yeah, so it's, it's been it's been a year. Well, it's been. I think you you did work for us way longer than that. Yes, bits in bits on and off mm-hmm. for I don't know how long. I think since about two thousand and eighteen, so what, three years. And that's when we met in a coffee shop. That's when we met in a coffee shop in two thousand and eighteen. And yeah. here we are. Here, here we, are. we are. But no, so today's episode is about like well, it's about several things. One, why on earth did you do that? why 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 did you hire me Two, really the, the sort of main body will just be talking about like how do you make that work how how is it that like in an online business we can actually work remotely and what, what are the like subtleties that go into making that you know click yeah uh, i want to hear from you as well how you plan your because so i think while you i know we've talked about this a little bit but technically you're living more of the like desirable online lifestyle than me because i just live i just live in the uk at work at home live a very boring existence from the like considering what i could do yeah i don't like take advantage of it like i don't work while traveling or anything like that um whereas you do so over the last year you've i don't know how many places you've been it's a lot well yeah post 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 settling down um Basically, went on a three-month road trip and did like seven thousand miles of driving across the U.S. with like ten, twelve different places. So, like, I'll do the list. I don't know if it's boring to people, but I've done it enough that so yeah, go. Right like, Atlanta, New Orleans, Austin, uh, Roswell, New Mexico, Sedona, um, 
Joshua Tree, LA, Sequoia, uh, Cambria, San Francisco, um, Salt Lake City. Oh no, Lake Tahoe, Salt Lake City, Yellowstone, Denver, South Florida. That's, I think that's basically it. But yeah, so I did that in the space of a few months, all whilst working full time with you know for pro. Yeah, you only took like you only took what like ten days holiday or something in that period of time. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it might, it might be that. I think that like seven actually, because there were like bank holidays as well that kind of allowed it to sort of fit around that. So it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll, we'll dive. Yeah, I mean that. Like, I suppose it's possible. Like, it's a like just generally remote. Like the way the world's going, remote work. Like more people yes. are gonna be able to do that. But that, I suppose that is displaying. A lot of people think that sort of things like a pipe dream of oh, that's not possible. But literally, as long as you've got a Wi-Fi connection. Well, which is where it gets tricky. <laughs> it, yeah, there was there was a couple of touch and go moments, but you you mainly had a Wi Fi connection, right? For at least yes. from where. Well, no, actually, no. I, I don't think I struggled at any point on this one. So I went to I went to um, Savannah, Georgia, and then a place in North Carolina called Murphy a little early on in the pandemic. That was when we had problems because the internet at this place was like a provider that no one's ever heard of, and I think. If you get if you went over anything, so I tried to upload one video to the YouTube channel, and the internet cut out for five hours. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so that that was tough. Yeah. But, but this time, I think we managed it a lot better. Also, just by like the time I took off was in the weird place, like Roswell, New Mexico, for example, where there's not really much Wi-Fi going down in the yeah. like a day's not in. Like- it's not fiber fiber optic connections, is it? It's, no, it's a bit but different. obviously, like LA, very workable. San Francisco, obviously, massively. Denver, all the cities were very easy to kind of make stuff work in. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes. So, well, sort of going way back, wh- why did you make a decision to sort of, I guess, bring me on board in the first place? You know, this was this predates even the propane business program, I believe. Um, or it's there or thereabouts, I think. Yeah, so the, like, certainly when you started, when you did some, like, part-time work for us, it did. Yeah. We just started it. Um, and even a year ago, it was in, like, I mean, we, we did it. We definitely had the program, but it, it wasn't, we didn't have a podcast or anything like that, I don't think, at the time. So we definitely put more effort into it. Um, so what, I suppose, like, why hire someone? Um, I suppose initially, we, so we have hired people in the past. Um, we've never hired somebody full time before. So for anybody who doesn't know, like in the UK, the distinction is um, if someone is an employee, they work full time for you, you pay their tax and all these. This is not accounting advice. I'm not allowed to give formal accounting advice. <laughs> but um, this is just my opinion. That this was after Johnny's uh, dishonorable exit from the accounting <laughs> world. We'll, no. tell you, we'll tell you that story another time. So the, so it is actually, it's interesting. So when I when we started doing business coaching one of my friends was like ah oh, you'll need to ring the like the governing body of the accountancy board that i'm a, a member of and one of their specifications is you can give like marketing advice and, and like general advice like that but as soon as you get into um like accounting or formal business advice you have to be like affiliated as a as an official sort of provider of that guidance so it's just any anyway it's it's just it's just my, my opinion um so it, someone's an employee they work for you full-time or they're what most people do in online businesses is they hire like a contractor or someone part-time where they invoice you every month for a certain number of hours so we've had quite a few people like that over the years and we've, we've outsourced stuff 
Um, we've never hired somebody full-time until Alex. Um, I think the reason you hire someone in the first place generally is to do something that you think is like menial or you don't have to do it yourself or if you think your time can be better spent. Um, there's not... So it was actually like a business coach we had at the time who said to me and you stuff like the you probably find you probably just find like hiring someone full time is one of those things where you probably always think it's too much of a commitment. You'll always probably think you'll always probably worry about it, but the the business develops exponentially as a result, um, which has definitely happened since, since Alex came on board because it, you just have another person on the team properly. Like you don't have someone who's fitting the hours in as and when around their schedule. You have someone who's like also putting a lot of time and, and care and attention into into just the, the business and the, the operations of it. So I think the reason you hire someone full-time is not necessarily because you think like, oh, I'm, I spend ages like editing this or oh, I, I need help doing this specific thing. Because you can hire people to just do some something specific. But if you want, if you really want to kind of reinvest some some profits or some of the cash, I think people is probably the where most of the growth is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that Yusuf and I spoke about. Like, so since we brought Alex on, there's been two other people added into the business in various roles, which I think in total. So there's only one. Alex is the only full time person. There's obviously Yusuf and I. Um, there's two other people on kind of the sales side. We have someone who does all the podcast stuff, and then we have someone who does like some very very low levels of kind of very basic admin for us, um, and the stuff you never get taught anywhere is like how to pick a team or how to hire people. And it's a really difficult, I think it's a really difficult thing because if you make the wrong, we've made the wrong decision in the past and it's not great. <laughs> it's like one of those things is very hard to unpick. So making the right decision is really difficult. But to answer the question in short, without just rambling, um, I think you hire someone full time when you think like the thing that is bottlenecking the business is there's just me and there's Yusuf and it's basically just our minds and our heads and we can't see outside of kind of our perspective and what the potential avenues for growth and development are and just having an extra full-time focus just allows things to grow so much faster now obviously the business has got to be in a financial position to do that yeah but I think looking back it's like getting a dog I'm not calling Alex a dog, but it's, it's the same. <laughs> I'll take that. Same. Dogs are fucking fantastic. It's the like, same thing where like you think about getting a dog and you're like, fuck, it's, there's like so much commitment. It's like so many hours. Like what if it goes wrong? What if the dog doesn't, what if the dog doesn't get house trained and all these sorts of things? And then retrospectively, you, you tell everyone like you should absolutely get a dog. It's the same way about hiring team members. Like if you're, let's say your online fitness business is doing quite well and you think like, I wonder why I'm always stuck at like, 13 grand a month, let's say. Like, I can't grow the business past this level. I'm making a good amount of profit every month. I pay myself a whatever wage, but I just can't grow it. I wonder why. I almost guarantee if you hire someone, it will grow. It's just one of those things. It's just through kind of extra time, extra capacity, you've got more space to think. You've got someone else putting ideas in the hat to of what you can do and what you can develop. Yeah, well, so I think... Just I just wanted to say, like, off the bat, I think, like, as a more, like... I don't know, def- defined metric. Like when you have a volume of complex problems that there is too many of them to solve for just you or just you and the business partner or however the business is currently structured, I think that's when you need to hire someone else. Like when it's a complex problem. When it's a very simple problem that you already know the answer to, you just don't have the time to do it, then I think that can be more contracted. 
but I think that's that's probably what I feel like a defining line might be is that yeah yeah you know, when it when it gets complex when it's like oh it's not just input output it's like oh there's 15 different inputs that we could do there's all these different outcomes and how does that interact with other things and I think that's you probably need more minds because it, it's just difficult I think like even with like the the inbound for example so that's initially why that kind of I, I came on board was the inbound stuff, just the email inbox. That was like way, way, way back when. I think that was, that was one of my roles was managing that. And it's yeah. like, you can't just get anyone to reply to an email about a fitness problem, for example. Like that, that needs a little bit more diving into. It needs a little bit more empathy, probably some knowledge of the industry and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I think like that's when it makes more sense to get people on board, to get them, you know, because it's not something that can be automated. It's not something that even really like you could you couldn't just give it to like a sixteen year old <laughs> and like yeah. you know. But a lot of things you could give to a sixteen year old. Sixteen year olds are pretty clever. But <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, like so you know things stuff that people immediately think of when they, they think of outsourcing is like their inbox, their social media, po- their posting, social media, scheduling things, editing stuff, things that don't require like much not necessarily much thought but much sort of like ownership of the situation whereas you know someone who's who's full-time as part of your team you can say like look there's this problem will you go solve it please and they they have like the raw materials and the understanding to go and solve it so like one of the people who came on board more recently alex basically did the whole thing like brought, brought someone on from from start to finish um which is it's one of those things where as alex is saying when you've got a a lot of complex problems. There's a lot of things you could spend your time on. There's maybe like one thing on any day or in every, any week or month or whatever that if all you did was that, that's what's going to keep the, the curve, you know, increasing in terms of revenue or keep clients happy or make the, the business twice as, twice as effective as it is this time next year. So everything you do that is not that, it's not necessarily time wasted, but it's just it's just kind of drag on the system so if you have more people helping more people pushing things in one direction every people can take complete ownership of certain areas and things can be done really well rather than when you have time and i think that's the that's the that's the key thing but it so i think a couple of years ago like three four years ago i'd have said don't hire people it's overhead it's cost run as lean as possible but i i do think there's a there's a cap to what, how big a business can be with just one person um, for the reasons we've spoken about. So that's kind of why. I think we, Yusuf and I had grown propane probably to the max it could have been with just us, with kind of the hours we're putting in mm-hmm. and contract and bringing on contractors. And I think bringing on a bigger team's allowed us to, to grow it. So I think that's why, really. Um, a lot of people say hire when the wheels are about to come off and that sort of thing. I don't really recommend that. I would hire when <laughs> wheels are quite uh, important. Yeah. I think hire when you want to build a bigger engine, like when you want more overall horsepower, you've got to add, add a bigger engine. Um, and I think that's really what a, what a team does. Amazing. So that's why. Hey guys, my name is Bodhi Kenyon. I live in Tokyo, Japan. I've been in the propane business course for several weeks now, and I want to give praise where praise is due. The first week, I got really clear on my vision. There's a goal setting that first week. And we spent like 20 hours, my wife and I, getting our goal, our vision, really ultra clear. And just got really clear on where we're going with our life, with our business. Uh, The second week, 
on the niche, getting the niche straight. Um, and we just got really clear on who we serve exactly. But doing that really was a game changer. Um, because of the vision, getting clear on our vision, where we're going, and getting clear on our client. We brought in three new clients in two weeks, and that was about 3,300 pounds, about 4,000 US dollars. Um, just doing those two things, just two weeks of the course, two out of 12, I'm, I'm excited what's coming next. Um, so we're really happy just getting our mindset straight, getting our niche straight um, makes a huge difference. Thank you guys, Propane, we love you. Good luck, everyone. Perfect. So we've got the why, then how, how do we make it work? Well, so something that's, again, people maybe don't know, but I guess they know now, but Alex is in America mm -hmm. in, in a different time zone every time I talk to him. Uh, Yusuf and I are in the UK and two of the other people are in the UK. One of the teams in Australia and the other team member is in, I don't think I know. In the Philippines. Philippines, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, so the time zones are different, constantly different. So I think, how do we do it? Like having asynchronous communication is pretty important. So the same way you would communicate with a client. Um, we use Telegram. Some people use Slack. Just some, somewhere where like Alex can send me a message at 11 p.m. UK time that I might not see, but I'll pick it up in the morning. So when he comes online later in the day, I can have replied to it already or... There's some kind, or like I just end up being awake all hours of the day and incredibly stressed. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> that is self-inflicted. <laughs> I would like, to, I would like that to be told. <laughs> when Alex sends me a message like "panic, panic, the business is failing" at two a.m. No, I, not really. have to, I have to do that. Just have, at two a.m. for whatever reason. Just what to test that? me. Yeah, it's just to see if I'm awake. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I think multiple time zones has its advantages because technically the business hours are like 8 a.m. or whatever, whatever time, like Yusuf or I start work through to sort of 10, 10 p.m. when Alex logs off for the day. Yeah. Excuse me, which is far more than if everybody was in the same time zone, which is a cool benefit. Um, and you can do that when you're online. You don't need an office. You don't need everybody to kind of have a morning meeting together or anything like that. So having asynchronous communication throughout the week, um, having responsibilities and roles and things that people are, are responsible for and having more of like a, just trusting people that they'll do stuff. So you say, yeah. okay, that's your responsibility. Do it in the time that suits you. If you need to sort of work it around, whatever else happens, it happens in your life. Great, no problem. And then we basically just have one weekly meeting, right? Yeah. That as many of the team as possible try and get on. Obviously, some people can't, but um, that's it. Pretty simple, really. Yeah. Well, so I think like expanding into that, but uh, one of the one of the key things that I think. You talked about there is like giving the responsibility to someone else i think that is a that really helps unlock a lot of things and is also a very difficult thing i don't know because i don't own the business but i assume as a business owner that is a very difficult thing to do is to like because especially when you know obviously if you're a startup and it's just you or it's just you and yusuf and you're sort of growing things you've been responsible for literally everything almost like you know obviously some of the contracting stuff and stuff like that but every bit of the business your little waving wand hand has touched yeah and being able to let go of that is really difficult but i think also quite key to empowering the people that you work with to do even more and do even better with something because suddenly it's their responsibility suddenly it's their kind of they're playing with their money at that point they're not playing with yours and i think that's like a 
that's a big shift that I felt in sometimes when like it would be like, it's fully yours now, Alex. Go on then, lad. <laughs> Have that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, bloody hell, let's do this proper now. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I think that's, that's a big thing that, again, the full-time versus contractor thing can, can kind of yeah. change. Yeah, you can't, it's harder to do that with a, like someone who's part-time because the amount someone can take ownership of something is only part of the time. So you can't fully let go of it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it. It is difficult. I think Yusuf and I have, have struggled with it at various points in, and we struggle with different things. And Alex probably has a, a an insight on this that, that I can't see. But like, you know, there'll be things that I don't want to give away. There'll be things that Yusuf doesn't want to give away that we maybe have, uh, like that we're very protective over or we put more time into and things like that. But you, you, you do ultimately just reach a point where, again, it's back to that thing I was saying, if that thing's still something you're pretty good at, but the main kind of problem, bottleneck, goal or whatever in the business is something else, someone else can probably do it like 90% as well, or in some cases better, or at least as well after, after a period of time. So yeah. when you get to that point, it's like, well, what are you doing it for? You know, you're only doing it because you don't want to let go of it. And I think that... It's the, the kind of the core principle that's talked about in um, the E-Myth, which is like a very famous entrepreneur's entrepreneurial book is like, you should be building something almost as though you're, you're going to sell it. And if you're going to sell it at some point, it has to function without you. And if something is completely reliant on you and someone else literally cannot do it, like there's a pretty big problem there. Yeah. Pretty big problem. So um, one of the reasons why like small owner managed businesses fail to sell is because when the main person leaves, the business fails because it's reliant on their skills or their contacts or whatever it might be. Um, so I think it's a pretty good practice, even with even just ha- ha- letting go of one thing uh, to a contractor or someone part time saying, like, right, the podcast editing, I'm not involved in that anymore. So Yusuf and I used to edit everything. We used to write the show notes for everything. We used to make the, the cover image that goes on iTunes for everything. We used to do absolutely everything for it. Um, and completely letting go of that, you're like, oh, well, it's just, the, the, the episodes are just going to be terrible. Um, but we're able to do more as a result of not being involved in the, the details of it anymore. So, so and they're not terrible. So, you know, that's, they're not terrible. That's the other yeah. thing is like, that's, that's just not the case. And I think so much of that, I mean, I've, I've noticed it more and more like, but again, it's always a balance of like you learning to trust me more, which makes sense. Like, <laughs> why would that not be the case that they, people, you know, you have to sort of let people prove themselves a little bit before you're like, here's the whole fucking thing. Here you go. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's always a balance with that. And I think like a key to that and to managing that dynamic is obviously communication. Um, I think like, like oh, not not room i want well, to no, i think room for error without panic more than like more than like oh you could just keep messing up and it's fine but like something cannot go entirely perfectly and that's still kind of okay cool we still got basically the same result you know you know what i mean like i, I think like yeah it's very it's very rare that something cataclysmic would happen and i think it's this is very analogous to like a fitness journey of like if you have a fitness client and they text you at 2 a.m panicking and then you reply to that because you're like, oh, no, I need to help them. I need to do When like, really, just let them, let them do their thing. Let them figure it out themselves. And I think that that's sort of a similar version where you're like, you're taking ownership of a journey that's not yours if you're trying to meddle too much in what necessarily, you know, employees or other people in your business are kind of doing. I think like 
it's very much a similar thing where you're not actually even helping the person at that point. Like you're just you're limiting yeah. them and panicking yourself, and nothing is being improved by that process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not that I've be. really had that experience, to be honest. But no, I, I can't think of anything that's gone gone wrong. No, but also like in terms of. I think, well, this is, this is one of the things in terms of the different time zones, which I think is like a hidden benefit, which I don't even need, you know, I think it's just like, if it's past 5 p.m. UK time or 6 p.m., because, you know, you'd push it a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> if it's past that time, I'm on my own at that point until, until Beck gets on. But, you know, I'm on my own and, until that, that stage, essentially. Mm. Um, and like... So if the ship catches fire... Yeah. You can fly fast asleep in the cabins below, like that's it. I better, 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 better put the fire out <laughs> <laughs> but like i think the the benefit of having done it all yourself before you hire people which is like again if, you, if you're thinking about doing any of this go read the e-myth or the, i think it's called the e-myth revisit because it talks about all this stuff so if if you try and outsource something you've never done before and something goes wrong then everybody panics yeah. and then it's horrendous so it it, it kind of reminds me of um doing a doing a track day in a Porsche 911 with an instructor. Yes, I, I spun the car like a completely lost lost control of the car, and uh, like I'm obviously so that you know, super expensive car. I'm thinking I've got a bit like if I t- if I crash, I've got a big bill waiting for me here. And you look at the instructor, and he completely blank expression, like not even flustered in the slightest by any of it. Just goes up, just change gear, put it in reverse, just pull back on the track for me, and then completely calm. That's because he's seen that happen hundreds or maybe thousands of times. So for him, it's no big deal. And I think like anytime someone does something for the first time and it doesn't go well, there's a problem or someone posts something by accident or sends an email by accident or says the wrong thing to a customer or whatever it might be, you almost certainly made the same mistake yourself and it was probably fine eventually. So that's one of the benefits of like outsource things that you've got experience in because when they go wrong, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's gone wrong. 10 times before it was never a problem or it was a problem. Here's how to fix it. Don't worry about it. No, we're not, not going to have time to cover the, what I wanted to ask you. What the road trip. Well, we'll have to, we'll do it. We'll do a two parter. Two part. I think that's, it'd be interesting to hear like the, you know, not, not necessarily that anybody listening is going to be in the position probably where they're like thinking of, of getting some remote work. But I think from the perspective of, from the perspective of like how you manage your time. Yeah. I think the the thing you do have is, um, which is kind of an interesting like topic, especially for me to ask you is like, I'm not in the room with you, right? Like Yusuf's not in the room with you. There's yeah. no immediate accountability of like, Alex, you're on Facebook. Alex, you're, Alex, you're on Facebook. <laughs> so, <laughs> which like from c- coming from working in office, there is that definitely, yeah. you know, your, your desk, even in an open plan office, your desk has got someone behind you who can see your screen. And there's just generally this culture of like working in a certain way. Um, so managing your time and your kind of attention and, and workload while being completely remote and while trying to enjoy the road trip at the same time, I think someone's going to have the same problem if they think I'm going to, I built my online fitness business to this level. Now I want to go travel. Yeah. Now, now I want to, you know, spend more time with the kids, yeah. and like, you know, actually do that as opposed to be like, well, I'm at home. But <laughs> but yeah. I'm still like looking at my phone like oh no oh yeah, yeah. No. and yeah no so like, definitely so there are like real real deadlines and real kind of boundaries around what you're doing where you've you've got to fit it in 
So be interesting to hear you talk about that. But we'll do Sweet. that in part two. Part two. Right. Speak soon. See ya. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.